0: hi hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast um i don't know if i've been speaking very well but um i'll try to enunciate and make myself uh comprehensible i guess yeah that's the word anyways um i'm driving to the coast which is gonna take me about two hours and i thought i'd record an episode or two Especially just to get this out of my system or, like, I don't know, have have a conversation with myself or whatever. I didn't get to have a therapy session recently because my therapist got sick. So she canceled just to be safe. And it's so weird because last time, one time I got sick right before my therapy session and I canceled it. Or I called to reschedule, and then they were like, oh, no, we'll just call you and make it over the phone. But I was like, I'm still legitimately sick. Like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't even want to be on the phone and have, like, an hour-long conversation about my feelings right now, you know? But they made me do it. Well, they didn't make me, but I felt obligated.
1: Anyways, I wanted to
0: talk about... I still am meaning to do the Frances Farmer episode because I just feel like she's a very important, like, I don't know, there's something about her that I'm just so drawn to and I really want to do her justice. But I don't just, like, I don't want to just ramble on about her and, like, make it like a... 10-minute spiel, but it might be that way. I don't know. I just want to properly research her and I don't even know if it's possible to if I'm going to be able to read her book or whatever it is. But I feel like the more informed I am, the more easier it'll it'll be for me to talk about Frances Farmer and I want to do her some justice, you know. I don't, like I said, I don't want it to just be like a 10-minute rounds, 10-20 minute rounds, and make it mostly about myself, you know like I just think she's very inspiring anyways, I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk about the TV shows I've been watching recently and how I've resonated with them or whatever just cause like I have recaptures before, not podcast style but like I'll write and do it via via Instagram stories which is you know a quicker way to um I have mo- most of my followers that the biggest number and the biggest amount of followers I have are on Instagram oh holy shit um you think I'm supposed to get off at this exit hold on 278, yes. Okay, it's still recording, I thought, if I switch off the sound. Okay, so, anyways, I just didn't want to miss my exit. Um, because I recently missed it, because I was, like, recording a voicemail and totally forgot. Okay, anyways, um... I'm going to Cambria, which is a beach town in the Central Coast, part of California. It's about a two-hour drive, but I have to take a route I'm not used to, which is, I guess,
1: will take me to Paso
0: Robles, and it's Route 46. Yeah. Route 46. I'm used to taking the One Sixty Six Highway 166 to the coast which would merge with what is Pacific Coast Highway, kind of. Um, anyways, um, this route is the less, it's the less scenic route. It's not pretty or necessarily, you just drive through the hills. It's kind of gray or like polluted out. I don't know why I just decided to be spontaneous and go to the coast. But hopefully it's sunny out there. Holy shit, there's like construction or something. Okay, um. Okay, so not long ago, I watched Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu with. I forget her name already. Anyways, it'll, hopefully it'll come with me. But the cast is all pretty, like, big, you know? They all. Are well known names here and there. Not everybody's super well known. I'm, I'm guessing there might be like one or two newcomers. But regardless, it's a really good show. I definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's really just about nine strangers going to this spa retreat thing that's supposed to like help them heal. Like it's not just a retreat where like they get massages and. You know, do yoga and drink smoothies. Like they have to work on themselves and deal with, and like confront trauma and like their personal issues. You know, not all of them have trauma. Not all of them have the same issues going on, but whatever it is, they're going to confront it and work on it. And that's basically what this show is. But I don't, why am I not? Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman. She's the main character. It's her retreat and the like I don't want to give anything away or like give huge spoilers but you know it's interesting the way she like her story comes together and you know you get to know why she starts or like it's basically a new retreat. It's getting some publicity because I guess recently in the most recent group of people that came to a retreat somebody died or something and it's not necessarily related to her treatment but people are are, you know speculating that it is and that her spa might be radical or you know push people to their limits and that's why that death happened or whatever but like you have to watch and find out what's really going on with that Anyways, these new people come in and they're all very like, whoa, what's gonna happen? Like, I don't know if I should be excited or scared or what. But, you know, they're all very different people. And, you know, they their personalities, there's conflict, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Some of them are hot, yes. There's, like, a gay guy But he doesn't have gay sex, which is kind of disappointing. But I understand that just because there's attractive gay men uh, doesn't have to mean that they have to be objectified and always be sexual creatures because that is like the thing I'm always arguing that trans people aren't always sexual beings. Like we're hyper sexualized too. So like, I get it. We need LGBTQ representation, not is isn't always sexual, you know, because we don't have to be involved in a story and sex being the main thing around us. you know? We're human beings with multitudes. And that's perfectly fine, you know, if a trans person or a gay person... Wait, can you... I guess... You can be trans and asexual, but I guess if you're a gay person, you're not necessarily asexual, you know? Unless you're, like, I don't know, I'm sure there's a type of asexual where, like, you are with other people. Isn't my turn? I'm so confused. Um, I don't know what's going on. There's this little town called Lost Hills. I'm driving through it. There's all this construction. I guess they're like it widening the highway through here. But it's such a small little town. It, it's basically almost the same size as the small town I grew up in, but the small town I live in is probably more in risk of becoming a ghost town compared to this one because I'm thinking more people people constantly are driving through this highway that makes this a viable small town you know like people are like oh yeah I'm in Lost Hills I'm getting gas in Lost Hills I have a job out in Lost Hills or I work at over in Lost Hills at the elementary school it's just a temporary drive out there. I don't see myself staying out there. Oh my god, I'm being crazy pretending to be one of the people involved with this town. Anyways, um, yeah, so like Nine Perfect Strangers, I highly recommend it. And what really made me interested about this was the, the hallucinogenic part of the retreat well it's not necessarily hallucinogens but like they're taking they're microdosing there's the word for it starts with a p but it's like Psi. anyways um they're microdosing psychedelic drugs mushrooms and, you know, it seems to be, like, really doing something good and positive, you know, positive for everybody. And it, I, it just surprised me because I was, like, I know this is a show and this is, like, it could be exaggerated or not totally accurate. But I was really, I've been curious about doing shrooms. And once I w- watched the show, I was, like, I'm not as curious anymore. I'm more, you know, dead set on trying shrooms and seeing what it, they do for me, microdosing lines. Like, I don't really want to have a trip. I don't want to ha- hallucinate anything. I don't want to go all the way with shrooms because I do have a, an addictive personality. I just want to microdose. And see if that is beneficial to me. Because I feel like the one time I did do a microdose of shrooms, it was like this vibration. Um, I don't think I talked about this before. Hopefully I didn't. Because I don't want to be repeating myself. But anyways, I don't remember talking about it on the podcast particularly. There have been some people I've mentioned it to. But anyways, yeah, like I took a microdose of shrooms. And which was a gramme. It was like a perfectly measured out gram of it. And I guess to like get really high, you need at least anywhere. It could be anywhere from 1.5 to 3.5 grams. And I guess that depends on your body weight, high weight proportion, whatever, and um, your tolerance level, you know. But for me, someone who's never done shrooms, I just wanted to do a gram and see what that's like. I was definitely nervous just because I was like, I really don't want to hallucinate I any. Mean, I don't want to be like immobilized. You know, I don't want to not be able to function or do something just in case something did come up. But also, like, I read that if you do shrooms, you should at least give yourself 12 hours. So it's kind of like an all-day thing, you know, once you do them, you're in it, and if you have any other responsibilities, you gotta, like, make plans and do it some other time. But hey, I don't know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who choose streams and they don't give a fuck if they have stuff going on or not. They just go with it. Sorry, I'm yawning. Uh, yeah I woke up at four or I woke up at, right before 2 a.m to get ready for my 4 a.m shift which is insane because you're like why do you need two hours to get ready but I showered I shaved my body and I don't normally feel like I should have to shower in the mornings if I shower at night I should be good you know especially if I'm waking up super early. But I didn't shower last night, so I had to get up and shower. And I was, I felt really gross, actually. Anyways, um, I'm all okay clean now. I feel really good and comfortable and getting sleepy, which sucks because I'm supposed to be driving. And then I still have to drive back. So now I'm like, was this even a good idea? Like, what are you doing, Rio? Okay, anyways, let's get back to Nine Perfect Strangers. So, Nine Perfect Strangers. Um, yeah, like, I definitely think everyone should look into that show. And if you're questioning um, using his- hallucinogenic meds or like substances, Psychedelic, psychedelic, hallucinogenic. I think it's psychedelic. No, there's something else. It's psi... something else, something close to psychedelic. Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, there's definitely benefits and there's research done here and there, but technically these drugs are illegal still, which I don't understand. Like, they should be legal. Like, we should really be trying to heal people. Instead of allowing alcohol to remain normalized the way it is. Like I've realized now that I haven't been drinking because I've been on the antidepressant I've been taking and I'm not allowed to drink on it, drink alcohol. I have really resisted and not drank and I've also avoided social. I really haven't been having much of a social life anyways. So I've avoided drinking alcohol. Which is fine because I'm used to going like a month or two without drinking and then like, you know, having a drink or two at a social event or having a few more and getting a little sloppy, sloshed. I like to get a bit sloshed, which is not good because that's when I start acting out and saying stuff and trying to hit on people I shouldn't. And I don't make the best impression, you know, and if people... People who really know me, they're just like, oh, Rio's just drunk, no big deal. But, like, other people, they get nervous. Other people who have seen me at my worst when I'm drunk, you know, they're like, I'm scared you're going to push yourself to pass your limit, you know? Because I, there's a very fine line when I'm getting to my limit. Because I don't know, like, in the past, two drinks would make me black out because I would drink on an empty stomach. And I was such a lightweight. That two drinks in my empty stomach would make me, like, malfunction. I'd black out, do crazy things, puke, pee myself,
1: not know how
0: I got home, get sexually assaulted, whatever. It's, like, the darkest things have happened to me when I'm blacked out or drink past my limit, you know? Anyways, yeah, like, I just think there's a benefit to alternatives, and I think we should be doing these alternatives as opposed to, like, people drinking or or drinking too much coffee, you know, there's different, healthier substitutes to getting energy, and they all start with, you know, being relatively healthy. I think everyone wants to be healthy, but the thing is, everyone wants a shortcut to be healthy. And that's the thing, you can't have a shortcut. You have to do things the way they need to be done. You know, your body can't take shortcuts to stabilizing itself. You know, you need to rest, you need to eat properly, you need to drink enough water, you need to have shelter, you need to, you know, have the basic necessities and all at least the three layers of that like pyramid thing at least four four. you know three is kind of sad so you, you need at least four because I know the last one is a little tough it's a little tough to have about full balance everywhere you know like it's ideal to have the five different things but does everyone have it no that sucks you know But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this show definitely put the perspective of healing and dealing with trauma or troubling times, turmoil in a healthier manner, you know, because I feel like, yes, technically you're doing a drug, but it's not a drug that's going to make you avoid and escape from your issues. I think it's going to push you to confront them. And go about it the best way for you. I feel like that's the whole point of mushrooms, you know? And I feel like even just that one time I microdosed, that's what got me. Like that day, I was vibrating. It was a very low vibration, but I can sense it throughout my body. I was a little warm, I was sweaty a little, but I was also hanging out in my bedroom and I was covered up most of the time, so I was being lazy. It was a day off, I decided to microdose and based on that experience, over the next couple days, I feel like there's this clarity that surfaced And there was an incident with my sexual, uh, this guy who sexually assaulted me reached out to me and it brought up all these feelings that I had suppressed and they all just like bubbled up to the surface and I was just like so overwhelmed and like spooked and upset that this guy was reaching out because he like assaulted me, sexually assaulted me and he tried to force himself on me. And it was like a very uncomfortable situation that I really tried to forget about, especially because after it happened, the few friends that I told either didn't respond or one of them called me dumb and basically blamed me for what happened that situation and I didn't even give her full details I was just like this just happened right now like oh my god I'm like very upset like I need someone to talk to and this girl basically was just like you're dumb and that happened because of you and you being dumb you know you're a dumb bitch and I was like I guess I am you know it is my fault I put myself in that situation And that's what I've always reverted to, or that has always been my default reaction whenever I have been sexually assaulted, when I've been raped, when I've been catcalled, when I'm in uncomfortable situations with men. I blame myself, and I've always told myself, it's your fault, because you did this and that. You put yourself in this situation. You wore this. You said this and that. You led this guy on. You ignored him. And you weren't good at ignoring him. So now he's yelling at you. From across the street. And calling you a dumb bitch. Or a whore. Because you wouldn't acknowledge him. Even though he's like super creepy. On the street you know. Anyways yeah. Like I had this experience with this guy. And it was just like very traumatic. And I did my best to suppress it or repress it and it came back because this guy and whatever and I like instantly went down to my car, my parked car and I started and I was I didn't want my roommate to hear me cry because I was very emotional and uncomfortable and I knew I needed to cry so I went downstairs to my car I sat in my car and cried. And that's basically the whole situation. And so microdosing that one time, I feel like, really helped me look at it clearly and say, you've been sexually assaulted. No more, like, suppressing that shit. Talk about it. Be loud about it if you want. It's your experience and you should speak up because you speaking up is going to help you deal with your trauma and prevent others from being sexually assaulted as well or prevent other men from doing this, you know, or anyone from a sexually assaulting anybody else, you know. It doesn't matter what gender, actually. Anyone can do it. There's definitely been times where I've been drunk And I've been inappropriate with people and I've said and I've touched people in ways that I shouldn't have without consent, you know. And I've definitely crossed lines and boundaries. And I think I've burned bridges because of my shenanigans when I've been drunk. And they're not like shenanigans where they're cute. It's like literally predatory behavior that I've mirrored that has been done to me. And because I've been drunk I and I thought, you know, I like this person or I find this person attractive. So it's okay for me to like be forward and not respect their personal space, you know? But anyways, before I get counseled, yeah, definitely I have been traumatized and hurt by my sexual assaulters, And I really always just try to get it to go away. Like, I never fully wanted to confront it. But I think Shrooms really was that girl who was like, no, face your problems. This is a problem. Look at it. Now write about it. Talk about it. Get it out of your fucking system. Because this is not healthy. This is something you need to let go of. And that's how I felt like it was after I just shroom. And I mean, like, maybe it was just time for me to confront this, this issue. So maybe it didn't really matter that I microdosed a few days before. Maybe this clarity would have still come, you know. Yes, there's that speculation. But I really do want to keep microdosing here and there, maybe once or twice a month, just to see what the benefits are going to be or to see if there are even any benefits, you know? Because I definitely think there are still some certain issues I'm working on, and I'm not totally the person I want to be just yet, you know? I it's so weird, because even at work, I know that majority of everyone is, like, younger than me. But everyone thinks I'm younger than I actually am. So whatever, and it sucks having to tell people that I'm 28 now, even though I feel like I'm such a fuck-up of a 28-year-old, you know? Like, no, I'm not living in my mom's basement playing video games all day, and not that that signifies I'm a failure or a loser, but things aren't the way I thought they would be but I also don't know if it's necessarily bad at all, you know. It just feels like I'm living in this uncertain moment of my life, of of, of my life, basically. And I'm just like, what is all this real? Like, what are you doing, you know? Um, so, yeah, there's that, and... Um, yeah, like, I'm really looking forward to doing shrooms again just because, I don't know, it's, like, weird to even talk about them with my friends because most of my friends who have done shrooms have done them to get high and, like, have this crazy trip that they want to, but, I think yeah, like, a newfound found perspective can come with that trip. But I just want the newfound perspective. I want the clarity. I want the healing to happen. I don't just want to be this person who's like tripping on shrooms all the time, and I don't want to rely on weed as a reward or something that I need to do to mellow me out every night. Either I want to just to smoke or get stoned less frequently. And I want to be there for myself. I want to hold myself accountable and I want to work on myself to be the best person. Ever. And I know I can be, you know, I have the potential. I'm just like, as Gwen Stefani would say, you have a, all the answers. Why are you standing in one place? Take a chance, you stupid hoe. What are you waiting for? (laughs) If you know that song, you know, you know. Gwen Stefani, Pound, Rise, L.A.M.B. Where my lambs at? Love, Angel, Music, Baby. Which one are you? Love, Angel, Music, or Baby? Okay, well, like, I'll leave this at that. There's more, but... I guess I'll just be another episode because I don't want to like be totally incohesive and just all over the place. And I don't know. I'm getting sleepy, which I don't know if I should keep talking or what, but I'm gonna, yeah, take a breather. So if you've gotten this far, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you've been well. You know, I'm get your booster shot or don't whatever do what you want. Be safe. Do what's best for you, you know? Do what's best for you. Yeah. Do what's best for you. Thank you.